the biggest catalyst to this podcast was just knowing who I was and that I did have something special to bring to this world. And everything that I've been through has led me to this and has led me to having a voice for people who feel alone or creating this platform for people to share their experiences so they know that they're not alone. And really just creating this space where we can share and we can be together and have these meaningful conversations. Hello and welcome to the Healing and Dealing podcast. I am your host, Charlotte, and I'm so excited to go on this journey with you. Through a trauma-informed lens, we will navigate healing through conversation and connection while learning tools to embody our transformation and make lasting changes in our lives. We will cover relatable topics and discuss various modalities to put into action and ignite change. This podcast will have incredible guests who will share their story and provide proof that even in the darkest times, there is light waiting for us. If you landed here, it's for a reason. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healing and Dealing podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte, and today is going to be a solo episode. So just me sharing some reflections and thoughts about the last few months and what it's been like since I started the podcast. And also I'm celebrating two special things, one being my 20th episode of the Healing and Dealing podcast, which is crazy. I I know it may to some, it only may seem like, oh, wow, 20 episodes, big deal. But my gosh, it's huge to me. 20 episodes, that's 20 weeks of giving you myself, sharing content with you, sharing, you know, all these beautiful people with you who have been guests on my podcast, sharing my family, sharing, you know, deep, intimate details of my life. So it's a huge deal to me. And I want to celebrate that with all of my listeners. So I'm going to go through some reflections here in a minute, but I'm also celebrating one year of being alcohol free. Yay! One year of not drinking any alcohol. I'm just like still in shock thinking about it because I never thought that I would go a year without alcohol. It was such a part of me and a part of my identity that it just always seemed like, yeah, right, I'm probably going to drink forever. But some major things that I went through when, you know, having thoughts about this podcast and really trying to put things together to create it was imposter syndrome. That was like so huge for me and the self-doubt. A lot of the thoughts that I would think were, why would anyone want to listen to me? You know, I'm just, you know, this regular mom, social worker and wife. What do I have that's different than what other people are bringing to the table? And I remember, you know, questioning myself and having all of these negative thoughts about how, you know, I wasn't interesting and I didn't have a lot to say. Now I know that that's not true. It took really digging into myself and listening to my mentors and journaling about it because I had to do that work before I could take the step to make the podcast and actually put myself out there on a vulnerable platform for, you know, thousands of people to listen to. So learning about myself was, was like probably the biggest thing that 
the biggest catalyst to this podcast was just knowing who I was and that I did have something special to bring to this world. And everything that I've been through has led me to this and has led me to having a voice for people who feel alone or creating this platform for people to share their experiences so they know that they're not alone and really just creating this space where we can share and we can be together and have these meaningful conversations and have so many other people listening and relate to it and you know the messages that i get of people that are like oh my gosh i loved you know episode so and so and and your guest was so amazing and i'm and i'm using the tips that she gave or or even the more personable ones that like the episode with my son bringing him on my podcast and having him share things about his life and asking those questions of you know what do you think i did wrong as a mom or what do you think i could have done better or what do you think i did right it was mind blowing for me you know to really sit back and just be the host and not be the mom and hear him and listen to him and validate him it was that was definitely my favorite episode so far because it was just like so incredible to have that energy with him and like see him in a different light not just my son but this this growing young man anyway i'm getting kind of off track but that was definitely my favorite episode but yeah just you know having this this space to share with everyone my life i know that that helps other people and then also the lives of my guests and all of the you know people who have already accomplished so much that come on my podcast and share how they did it and what their road looked like and it's incredible because every single person that's come on thus far has gone through major challenges and has really had to go through a lot to get to where they're at so that tells me something that tells me that no matter what you've been through no matter what trauma you face no matter what challenges you still can achieve your dreams you still can fight for that dream that you really want and that gives me motivation because you know there's been so many times where i've thought in the past that i won't ever get to the place that i want to be because of what i've been through and that is just completely wrong now i understand that all of that that i've been through is a motivator and it's it's a catalyst for me to do bigger and better things and i don't have to be a victim of the trauma i've been through i don't have to play small and play into that part of a you know poor you know just someone who's poor someone who's on autopilot someone who doesn't do any healing work i don't have to stay in that i've already grown so much i've already conquered so much just in this short time of having the podcast that the sky's the limit and it's not just the limit for me it's the limit for everyone i want this to show people that anyone can do this anyone can start a podcast if you have something to say and you want to share it with the world this is the perfect platform this is you know the process i went through it was a lot of learning and but like the most all of that stuff is is minute compared to the inner part that you have to do when starting a podcast i think all the technical stuff you know luckily i found someone that can help me edit so that's been a huge help since i'm you know i work full time but all of that stuff can be figured out it's actually you you have to work on yourself to be able to put yourself out there on this type of platform but i i just encourage you if you feel like podcast is something that you want to do do it 
But just know, like, once you turn that microphone on and you're ready to record, you're going to think, oh, my gosh, it's it's all going to come over you and you're going to know if you're ready or not. It, it took me at least three months to, like, do the work, mentally prepare to do this. And now, you know, I'm sitting here in front of my microphone on Zoom staring at myself and I feel comfortable. I feel like I know I'm talking to, you know, hundreds of people at this point and I know that someone's going to get something out of this. So I encourage you to start dreaming, start wondering what you could do with a podcast or whatever it may be with what maybe you want to write a book, maybe you want to, you know, start a side business, whatever it is, just start working on it, work on it like 30 minutes a day in the morning, you know, 20 minutes, whatever it is, whatever you can do one little step each day, and you'll get there. And you'll do it and you'll be like, oh my gosh, it wasn't even that hard. You know, why was I putting so much pressure? Which is exactly what I did. I put a lot of pressure around this podcast. I put a lot of what I needed to do or have done before I could actually release it. None of that mattered. None of it mattered. Nothing had to be perfect. I just needed to go for it. And that's the part of me that I had to kind of let go of was that perfectionism, that that person who just had to have everything planned out and and perfect before I could do it. I had to gently let that go. I had to gently tell myself, being that perfectionist may have worked for you in the past, but you don't need it right now. You just need to go for it, Charlotte, because you do have something special and the world is going to want to hear it. Okay, enough about that. Embodying this identity as a podcaster. So you know, when you go from just an everyday person working, your mom, your wife, that's your identity, right? That's what you relate to. Those are the people you relate to. That's what you identify as with other people around you. That's how they know you. So when you're putting yourself out there as a podcast host, it's like this whole other identity opens up. And sometimes you worry like, what are people going to think? And what you know, how am I going to look? How am I going to sound? And you worry about all those little things, right? And like, I'm not a podcaster. I've never been a podcaster. People aren't going to believe me. You know, like these are the thoughts that would go through my head until it just takes time, right? So for me, it was like, I had to really think of the word embodiment. I had to think of what that meant to me. And I knew it meant that I wanted to feel it in my body which is what embodiment means. But to me, I'm a feeler, so it has to feel right. It has to align. I, I can feel it when something's right. And when I started recording and, and interviewing people, it felt right. I felt right at home. I felt like, okay, this is this feels completely aligned with who I am. I love this. So that embodiment of being a podcaster naturally grew. It, it's not going to be there right away. So anything you're going to try new, you're not going to just take on that identity. And I wasn't, you know, totally sold on it right away. It took me time to even believe that I was a podcaster. And now, you know, 20 episodes in, I believe it. Now I'm talking to people and I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast. Check it out. And I'll talk about episodes. And, and I am a podcaster now. So it's incredible that the process that we go through when we're trying something new and we we grow into that. We embody that identity over time. And another thing that has built over the course of the last 20 episodes is my confidence. So, you know, I've learned that, you know, you don't just have this innate confidence inside of you. This is something that builds with, you know, self-trust. It builds with, you know, loving yourself. It builds with how you act in certain situations. So for me, it was like, 
at first I was not confident, right? I, I knew I had a lot to give. I knew that it was there. I knew I wanted to do it, but I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone's going to judge me. I, I was so afraid, right? I was so ner nervous of, of how others were going to think of me, which isn't good. I know, but it's just, you know, a little, little piece of me that's still there. So after time, the confidence grew just like the embodiment did. So at first it was like, I had to really like plan out what I was going to say. And I needed to know that I, there weren't going to be, you know, blank or, or empty spots with no talking. And I was just so worried about that. Or if I said like too much. So the confidence, it grew inside of me over time. Now, I mean, I'm not just like, I'm 20 episodes in. I'm definitely a lot more confident than I was on episode one. You could probably hear it in my voice, the difference between episode one and now. The comfort level is better. The energy is better. I'm a little more free-flowing, which is which is great, you know? And I'm sure when I get to 100, it's, it's going to be even better at that point. I'm just trying to kind of show you that the confidence wasn't there in the beginning. The self-doubt was. The the negative talk was. And, and that was just, you know, in June. And it it took it took a lot of work to be able to even jump jump off that cliff and and dive into this podcast it took a lot of inner work honestly i think you know also during this time period i've just gotten to know myself at such a deeper level and i've had so much time to reflect after every single episode i listen to it back and i just think wow like all of I reflect on so much. I reflect on things that I said. I'm like, wait, maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. Or I wish I would have said it like this, but you know, we can't go back and change it. It is what it is. But there are so many moments where I can get into deep thought about what I said or, you know, what the other person said and what I could change in my life to really reach the point that I want to get to internally and externally. But like I said earlier, especially the episode, you know, with my husband and with my son, those ones are, are so much different because they're so personal, right? So we are sharing our family with everyone. I was really nervous about the episode with my son because, you know, I wanted to come from a place of the healer inside of me, the podcast host. I didn't want to sit here and be his mom. I wanted to allow him to share whatever he was feeling freely without feeling judged, without me getting defensive, without me, you know, minimizing any of his feelings. I wanted him to be able to just be ivory. And that is exactly what happened. I really hope everyone gets a chance to listen to it because it was it was so cool to to see him in this different light, like I said earlier, and hearing certain things, you know, some parts really broke my heart, honestly. But as a mom, we know that we do things sometimes to protect our children and they might not understand it at the time. They might not be able to understand it at the time. But the things that I did for Irie when he was younger um, regarding his dad were for a reason. And I feel like everything has its perfect timing. I believe that wholeheartedly. And Irie was meant to live with his dad at in his later year, years, which he does now, he primarily lives with his dad. So I think that the timing is just better. You know, I was with him from zero to about 15 and I implemented all my values, all my morals, everything that I possibly could to help make him or to help not make him, but to help, you know, shape him as a man. And now he's 
living with a man and and you know learning and and that's going even farther and i just feel like the timing of everything was great however i will say it was very hard to let go and allow him to live with his dad just because of my own personal things you know i really had to let go of wanting to control i had to let go of you know making decisions for him and that was not easy but i did it i did it for him so he could have that experience living with his dad he deserved that and so did his dad so i'm happy about that but yeah how crazy is it to like bring my son onto my podcast let him say you know all of these deeply personal things about our life and what co-parenting has been like what divorce was like for him what it was like growing up with brothers and going from one the only child to having four siblings in the same house you know like i can't even imagine what that was like for him so it was great to have him come on, share all of that with you, share about his relationship as a 17-year-old. I'm sure that that gave so many listeners in, listeners insight to their own children, what, what they may be going through. But yeah, I got a lot of feedback from that podcast, especially from moms who are in marriages where you know they have children from different people. And I feel like these days that's pretty common you know, to, to be with someone but have children from other relationships. So this needs to be talked about more. I I love blended families. I love, you know, the psychological part of all of it. I love learning about each perspective and and how they all intertwine because we went through almost every scenario possible when we, you know, when we had custody of our niece and nephew and when, you know, the five of the five children and me and Henry were, were all trying to blend and assimilate together. So many things come up when you're trying to do that or when you're doing that. And we went through a lot of therapy and it that's what really, you know, helped us understand each other better and and um, helped me learn that, you know, all all these children needed was to know that I wasn't going anywhere. That's what I prioritize. I prioritize no matter what you do, no matter what you say to me, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here and I'm not going to leave you. I I never wanted them to feel that because a lot of people had left them before. And it was my mission to make sure I didn't leave them. Something else I've learned over the last 20 episodes is, you know, and I've said on this podcast before that I really just don't like small talk, right? I would consider myself an introvert and i do not you know like to small talk with a bunch of people i can feel awkward in those types of spaces right so i had to with drinking it it totally cut that off i was super social i would talk to anyone but then later down the line it would just lead to you know negative things it wasn't like this positive thing that alcohol opened me up and made me super social in the end alcohol actually like made me annoying to people and you know, I would end up either getting in a conflict with someone or my husband, or I would, you know, do do something stupid and embarrassing. It was like never anything good came out of it, right? So I've had to really sit in this uncomfortable place and be uncomfortable in moments where I would normally go grab a drink. That has built some serious like grit inside of me, honestly. Shout out to Jenny for the word grit. I learned that I really, really enjoy meaningful conversations. I'm not someone who who is surface level i'm a very deep person if you ask my best friend of you know what almost 30 years now she would tell you like 
I'm just a serious person. Like I would play all like the slow romantic R&B songs and I would always like just everything would be just deeper to me. Right. It was like I couldn't I, I had a hard time just like not or I had a hard time being surface level, which I tried to change for so many years. I was like a salmon swimming, swimming upstream and it's not who I am. So now I'm embodying this who I actually am for the first time as a 37 year old woman. And that's all because I stopped drinking, which is crazy, right? It was, you know, it was such a safety blanket for me and and, um, I leaned on it all the time. So now that I'm not leaning on it, I'm realizing that I'm just not a surface level person. I am just not. And that is totally fine. I get so much more from the far and few in between deep conversations that I have. And if your energy matches my energy, we could talk for hours. Like that's, that's who I am. I'm much more into like emotional conversation or, um, you know, just being there for someone to, for them to talk to and being that, that soundboard or just a shoulder to lean on. Like that's the person that I am. I'm not, it's just, I've had to realize that and I've had to really love that about myself. And, and I'm, I'm pretty much there. I'm still, you know, I still get in places where I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know what to do with my body, like my hands, I feel awkward. I don't know how to stand. Right. I'm still going through that and that's okay. I'm going to keep putting myself in those uncomfortable situations until I feel comfortable. Just like right here, right now, the first episode I was really nervous and uncomfortable. And now I don't even have a script. I'm just talking to all of you from my heart and I'm comfortable and I'm flowing. Keep getting a little bit off track, but that's okay. I'm sure you guys are still hanging with me. Yeah. So deep, meaningful conversations that that's truly what lights me up. And that's what I've discovered doing this podcast that I absolutely love doing this. I love sitting with people. I love hearing their stories. I love you know, relating to one another. I love putting it out there for the world to listen to, to help change other lives. Like that is the ripple effect. That is, that is what drives me to do this. I absolutely love it. I was thinking and I was reflecting and, and like I've kind of mentioned already, going alcohol free and creating a podcast has gone hand in hand. So it's ironic that I'm celebrating, you know, 20 episodes with my one year of being alcohol free because, you know, when I was drinking, I would, I would think of doing cool stuff like this, but I would never do it ever. And it was mostly because of hangovers. They, you know, they determined my life, which is really sad, you know, and, and that want and need to go out and drink or drink at home and have people over. I would have never started a podcast if I was still drinking ever. But when I let go of alcohol, I gained so much more. I was playing so small when I was drinking. I wasn't doing anything out of my little comfort zone. I was staying in my box. I was not sleeping for my dreams. I wasn't even dreaming. It just cut off my my dreams. It My vibration, my energy, everything was low. I was in a negative energy most of the time. And it was mainly the alcohol. I I have not been depressed since I stopped drinking. I have not had anxiety. I, all of that came with the alcohol. And I I hope you guys hear me when I say that, because I have moments of sadness. I have moments of where I cry. I have moments where I'm like worrying maybe about something, but it's not extreme. My, I'm not, I'm not debilitated. I'm not in this like terrible funk for days at a time. It's, 
I'm free of that because I stopped drinking and I've gained so much more because I've stopped drinking. So I've lost all these negative things and gained all these positive things. Why would I ever want to go back to that? And and I feel like once you get curious and you experience life without it, you're going to see, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about because I have not met one person who has regretted not drinking, never. I've only met people that are like telling me how much more amazing their life is since they stopped drinking. That's something to be said. I'm not saying everyone should stop drinking. I'm just saying, give it a try. See what happens. Cause I'm telling you, it's unreal. What can unravel when you give up drinking, but everyone clinches onto it so tightly. No, don't take my white claws. Don't take my cold beers. Don't take my Corona. It's just a thing. It's just a drink and it's toxic and it's, literally damaging your body every time you drink it and it's not only damaging your body but it's damaging your mind and the you know what your body goes through after you drink you don't have to go through that that's the beautiful part of it anyway rant over i would have never started a podcast if i was still drinking i would have never gotten to know myself the way that i have if i was still drinking my marriage could be over if i didn't stop drinking I was on a runaway train going the other way and it was everyone else's fault. That's interesting. I had to stop, make a U-turn and come back to me and dig into Charlotte because it wasn't everyone else's fault. I had work to do and it brings tears to my eyes because I know so many other people live like that and I'm proud of myself for not running and actually doing the work and loving myself enough to do that because I know not everyone does it. But I, I truly hope that anyone listening, if you're feeling anything like that, don't run. Talk to someone. DM me. Text me. Let's talk. We have to do the work inside of ourselves first before our life can be what we want it to be. So if you are not happy in your life, the first step is you working on you. And that is sometimes not what people want to hear. They think it's their husband. They think it's their mom. They think it's their dad. They think it's their friends. It's right here. You start with you. And and there are there are steps that you can take. And I and I can tell you and I can show you what I did and what a lot of people around me that I've learned that I've learned about and friends that I've made that they've done. And I'm still doing this work, you guys. I I did, you know, these programs and I had groups of people that I went through it with, but now I'm doing one-on-one work with a spiritual mindset coach. And I have gotten so much from it already. And it's it's been so beautiful because it's personal it's things that i'm going through right now in my life as you know the weeks go by and i meet with her and we're talking about real life things and how they relate to my childhood and you know what i can do different and i'm learning all these techniques and i've already done three programs and i'm still learning i'm still healing I'm still working on myself because I still have habits that I go back to. I still revert back to that five-year-old Charlotte who's scared and afraid and needs to defend herself. I still get aggressive. I still get defensive. Yes, it's less and it's so much better, but all of those things inside of me that I learned at a young age, I have to reparent them to break the cycle inside myself. And everything that I'm doing, my kids are going to do, it affects all of my relationships. So I want to get better. I want to heal. I want to see what's underneath all of this. 
I want to take the layers off. I want to peel the onion so I can show up as my best self, as the best possible version of Charlotte that I can be for me, number one, and for my family and for my friends. So for example, I'll give you a quick one. You know, I was doing some work last week on attachment styles and I was asked, you know, what was your attachment style when you were younger? And at first I thought, you know, it was anxious. I was, I, I never had anything predictable. I was worried all the time. It was, you know, chaotic, right? But then I was like, wait, I had a secure attachment too with my mom. Like we talked, we had the best bond. We, she, I always remember thinking like, this is the type of mom I want to be to my kids. She talks to me. She listens to me. She never, you know, makes me feel like I'm, you know, a bad kid. Like even when I messed up, she would just sit me down on the bed and talk to me. So I had both of these attachment styles, right? I had anxious and I had secure. And then I was asked, you know, what is your attachment style now with your husband? And it was the same thing. It was anxious because, you know, we, 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 we have fights and all throughout the past, you know, 13, 14 years, a lot of anxious times, a lot of times where we don't know if, if we're good or we're not good or, or, you know, um, trust issues or whatever it may be that was back in the past. And, but we also have this very secure side where we do trust each other, where we know that person's not going anywhere. It's solid as a rock. So it's like, wow, what a coincidence. My, my attachment styles are exactly the same as they were when I was a child. What do I do about that? That's the question, right? So that's what I love about coaching and meeting with someone because you can figure out what attachment style you have, but what if you want to change it? What if you want to work on that? What if you don't want to be this anxious person forever? Or what if you don't want to be this avoidant person? Like you want to, you want to make changes. You want to heal those parts of you. So what I had to do, I had a flashback in the moment that I was talking to her and I had a flashback to when I was like seven or eight years old and my mom and her boyfriend were fighting really bad, like hitting, screaming, yelling. It was, it was a really bad fight. And me and my brother were in the bedroom together and um, just waiting for it to be over and crying. And all of a sudden, my mom and her boyfriend come in the room and they're like, hey, you guys, do you guys want to go to Belmont Park? Let's go to the beach. Let's ride the roller coaster. And we were like, what is going on? You guys were just like, you were just beating my mom. And now you're going to take us all to Belmont Park. I learned something with that experience, you guys. I learned that there has to be something really intense and extreme to get to that secure, happy family place. And that would happen a lot when I was little because they wanted they wanted us to be happy, right? After we heard all that fighting. So they would, they, after that, they would be like, let's do something fun. So I learned that intense way of communication, that intense way of living. And it's so toxic. So this comes, this is what stems. This is where my anxious attachment and secure attachment stems from. How incredible is it that I know that now, that I understand it? And I know that next time I get in that situation where I want something extreme, I want to feel that heightenedness because I'm trying to get to that secure spot. I'm trying to get to that happy spot. How can I cut out that extreme, chaotic, toxic part and just get to that secure spot? So the tool that I'm using now is when, you know, me and Henry are fighting. This is personal, but I'm sharing it with all of you because I'm sure that many other go through this too, who've had chaotic lives and they're used to the drama. When we're fighting, 
And I feel like I'm going to that place where it's like, whatever, like we're breaking up or whatever it may be, right? Extreme. I always shoot for the jugular. Instead, I'm going to tell him like, listen, I'm really upset right now, but I I need to know that me and you are secure and that you love me. Because I'm going back to that place when I was a little girl. And he knows about it now. I told him, I shared with him. So that way when we're in that moment, I can say that and he'll know that I'm not 37-year-old resource Charlotte. I'm seven and I want security. I want happy. I want peace. I want all of that without having to go through that extreme part. We haven't had, we haven't gotten the chance to test it out yet because we haven't had a fight, but next time we do, and I'm on the verge of creating something that doesn't need to happen, which is, that's me admitting that, you know, I create shit out of nothing sometimes. And I think, you know, maybe a lot of other people do too, because when you grow up in the, in that type of environment, it's your condition to be like that. I'm, I'm trying to uncondition that I'm working on it and I'm just sharing with you, you know, the steps that I'm taking to do that. So I'll let you know how it goes when, when it happens. But the point is I'm still doing inner work. I'm still trying to heal myself, not trying. I am, I'm, I'm having, you know, deep, deep reflections. I'm, I'm learning about why I do things the way I do now and how it relates back to my childhood. I'm learning that I need to reparent myself even more. This healing journey is never ending. And I feel like every month that passes, I'm getting a little further and further and layers are coming off. And I'm just so happy and excited for the future. And I absolutely love all of you, all of my listeners with my whole heart. I I appreciate you and especially the ones that text me and and they're like, oh, I loved your latest episode. And it's it's like, wow, these people are really listening. And I have 2000 downloads and and it's like all over the world, too. It's not just in the United States, you know, so thank you so, so, so much. And I also want to say one last thing. If anyone wants to come on here and share their story, let's do it. I know it can be scary. And if you need help getting through you know, the, all the thoughts and feelings that come up before you're going to do it, let me know. We can work together. I will work with you and we can we can lay it all out and see, you know, what do you want to talk about? What do you not want to talk about? And, you know, work through those feelings. But people need to hear other people's stories, especially the really hard ones, especially the ones that were traumatic. Other people are out there that are going through the same thing and they feel like no one else understands. They feel alone. So when you're thinking about sharing your story, Think about that. Think about that person. Think about that woman who's crying on her couch and feels like she has no way out. What would she need to hear? What would would you have needed to heard five years ago or 10 years ago? What do you wish someone would have told you? This is your chance to share it. This is your chance to, to tell the past version of you what she wanted to hear and needed to know. And if you would have known that, what would you have changed? There's so much that can be shared on this platform and I truly wish and hope, and I know that you're coming. I know that there's people coming to me, but I really, really want to have these beautiful conversations with everyday people who have been through some shit and want to put it out there so people know that they're not alone and what they did to get through it. So maybe you're not through it yet. That's okay too. We can still talk. 
sharing your story heals a part of you and you learn things as you share it. I've learned so much from sharing my story and I just want that for more people. So if you would like to, let me know. But anyways, congratulations to me. I have to celebrate myself. 20 episodes of the Healing and Dealing podcast and one year of being alcohol-free. Thank you. I love all of you, the support that I get. I love each and every one of you, and I will see everyone on the next episode. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes, share it with your friends, and tag me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at healinganddealing.podcast and by joining our Facebook group. Be sure to follow me for inspiration, tips, and exciting news about upcoming episodes. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one or have questions or comments about what you heard today, please email me at healinganddealing.podcast at gmail.com. Your support means the world to me. I'm so grateful to be sharing my voice and the voices of others with you. Now, let's keep healing and dealing. We'll see you in the next episode.